podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. We are below freezing here in Texas, which is shocking. They close the schools. It's a cataclysm. Either way, we're going to talk about how it's not your fault if women stay with men when the man tells them that they're never going to marry. Now, the reason I want to do an episode on this is because I've met some people recently whose siblings have gone through this. And I think it'd be good to address this. Now, first of all, of course, I would tell you not to fornicate. It's a grave sin. It's scriptural and the church, all churches teach it, including the Muslim faith too. But at the same time, I understand that the large majority of you, Christian or otherwise, and low-level MGTOW in particular who are still out there dating and, and doing hookups or pumping dumps or whatever you're, you're doing are totally into fornicating. That being said, I would tell you not to do it. Okay, so let's throw that out the window. So the, the typical scenario you now see is you, you'll hear this said about how marriage rates have dropped, and that's true. And with that, divorce rates actually reached their peak around 1980. It was in the 70s that you had the, the peak of divorcing as best exemplified by the classic movie Kramer versus Kramer with Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep from 1981 or so. Either way, one of the reasons is because the cohabitation rate is higher. Now, it takes two to tango. The man, the typical man, is like, why am I going to marry a woman if I'm getting the milk for free? And women just don't, still don't understand that that adage is so present and it's so true, and it's so exemplifying how men see relationships. Men, typically, I know we've had 60 years of indoctrination to, to turn it, you know, men into manginas, but as a whole, men like freedom. And I've talked about this, why you should never cohabit. Why are you going to give up all your freedom to get sex, which you're already getting if you're in a relationship with a woman, typically? So why are you going to cohabit? But either way, the large majority of Americans now in their 20s or whatever, 30s even, are cohabiting. Now, it takes two to make that decision. From the male perspective, of course, you know, it's like, yeah, cool, move in, cool, sex, cool, yeah. You can make me a turkey pot pie. But we've got homework to do. That's a reference to Breakfast Club, sorry. So you could see why the man would be more open to it. All right, because he's still getting sex, he's having fun, he's he's getting all the perks of marriage with no responsibility. All right, so you can see why the man would do it. Hey, move into my house, cool. Yeah, you essentially be my wife, but uh, I love you, but I don't love you enough to make you my wife. That's essentially the message the man is sending. 
I love you, but really it's a selfish love and I just want sex and I want you to be my companion and have all the responsibilities of being my woman, but I don't have to endure any of the risks of signing the Faustian pact that is the marriage contract. All right. We get why the man's doing it. Women, what are you doing? What are you doing? I think a large majority of women, albeit single moms or not single moms, would tell their daughters not to do this. Of course, the irony is I know at least two or three women who have moved in with men who they're not married to, but don't understand that they are sending a horrible message to their teenage daughters or soon to be teenage daughters because in a few years, the teenage daughter, when she reaches a certain age, can be like, Mom, I'm going to move in with my boyfriend. And the, and, the, and the mom can be like, why? Well, that's a bad idea. That's a big mistake. It's like, why, mom? You did it. Drop the mic. What response do you really have to that? So we got to remember we're constantly modeling to our children. But either way, so going back. So I know some people recently in my life whose extended family are in this situation. Either the man has been uh, cohabiting with a woman for several years or it's been like the sister who's been cohabiting and look and then I, I find out that they've broken up and uh the people are like that's so sad for the woman and it's so sad for the guy and i'm like it's not sad for the guy really when you think about it because men age like fine wine our sexual market value is based on what we provide and money that we make and typically we make more of it the older we get so i wouldn't feel bad for the guy if you have two 30 year olds a man and a woman get together at 30 and let's say they date for seven years and then the relationship doesn't work out and remember marriages where the people cohabit before they get married actually have a higher rate of divorce than those who never cohabit for whatever reason. I mean, there's a lot of factors behind that, but we don't really have time to spend it here. So let's say they're together seven years and they break up. Well, who's that going to affect more? It's the woman because she's wasted seven years of her fertility. Now she has a geriatric womb at 37 and now she might not ever have kids. So it's sad for the woman. I think of that movie, He's Just Not That that Into You, the Ben Affleck, Jennifer Aniston. It's got all the Jennifers. Anyway, so at the end of the movie, Affleck's, Affleck and Aniston are, are, are cohabiting for like nine years. And Aniston really wants to get married, but of course doesn't want to say it. And at the end, at the end, of course, Affleck marries her when they're like 40 years old. I want to have a family. It's like, well, sweetheart, or Ben Affleck, you're not going to have a family with a woman if she's 39 years old. But either way. It's the woman's fault. It's the woman's fault. Now, if you've deceived her and told her when you guys got together at 30, yeah, you know, maybe I want to marry one day, and then you've strung her along, maybe next year, maybe next year, then you have duplicity. Then, you, then your hands are full of blood going back to Macbeth. But if you've been pretty honest with the woman the whole time, be like, hey, I don't believe in marriage. I don't want to ever get married. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. And now, even if she believes something other in her mind, like, well, maybe she'll, I'll change his mind if I, you know, write him well enough or, or whatever it is. If you've been very honest with her the whole time and said, I do not want to get married, and she continues to stay in the relationship when you have overtly communicated to her that you're never going to marry, and you guys end up breaking up for whatever reason, your conscience should be clean. Now, of course, if you cheated, you know, it's one thing. But overall, your conscience should be clean. 
And so now if she's 37 and wants to have kids and she tells you, you've wasted seven years of my life, go, sweetheart, I didn't force you to be with me. Sweetheart, I didn't force you to stay with me. And relationships end. And it's sad. It's sad. And I feel bad for her, especially if she wanted to have kids. I really do feel bad. So women, it's really on you. Men are the gatekeepers of relationships. Women women are the gatekeepers of sex. So if you want to marry, I would tell you not to cohabit. Or if you're going to cohabit, which of course I don't because you shouldn't be fornicating. And, you know, know, aside from all that, then you tell them, look, I need a ring in a year or six months or we need to be married by this. If not, I'm out. And you stick to it. But a lot of people, a lot of women don't. And so if if you back down from the ultimatum, the guy's not going to take you seriously and he's just going to keep lingering on and so forth. Only you really only have yourself to blame in this situation. It's not his fault. It's your fault for enduring to be in that situation. Men, why bother the cow if I get the milk for free? You're giving him the milk. So where is the impetus to marry him? This is back in the old days. You saw that men would marry quickly, probably because the women were virgins. And they would marry quickly because that was the only resource for them to get sex. They would go to the whorehouse and so forth. But as a whole, they knew that if they wanted to have like a, a good woman in their life, a good a wife, they would have to marry quickly and they would have to marry. But since you women have been putting out because of the Tinder paradigm that we all have now and you're hooking up and you're giving men the one that they really want, you can't be mad at men for... Uh, not marrying you. You can't. You're the one who's wasting your fertility. Men age like fine wine. Our fertility doesn't really go away. So you have much more risk and much more on the line, so to speak, by agreeing to cohabitation. You know, women want to have this duality. We had that episode about five episodes back. I'm an independent. I'm an independent woman. I'm smart. I'm an independent. And then later they can flip it and be like, I was innocent. I didn't know any better. He manipulated me. He was controlling, narcissistic, abusive. You can't have it both ways in this situation. You agreed to cohabit. You wasted years on a man that didn't want to commit to you or in general. You only have yourself to blame. I'm sorry, you might not want to hear this, but it's true. So in closing, men, don't fornicate. Women, don't fornicate. Men, if you want to marry and have a successful marriage, go find the unicorn. Go find a religious woman that gives you no guarantees, but we have an episode on where to find the unicorn. But if you really want to have a successful marriage, I would tell you, don't cohabit because the statistics are clear and you can look these up. Those who cohabit have a higher rate of divorce. And I understand there's a lot of MGTOW men out there who just be like, yeah, give me rinse, lather, repeat for two-year relationships in a row. Yeah, that's what I want. And look, I mean, I understand in my old days, I would tell you, savor the euphoria of short-term relationships, rinse, lather, and repeat because there is some logic to it because we know the best part of relationships is the beginning part. And they subsequently typically get worse. So you have the asset liability ledger where at the beginning the assets are very high and the liability is very low because the sex is blinding you and you don't know her that well. And 
you you and then you see as the relationship progresses how that changes and the liabilities go higher and the assets go lower it's just the the payoff isn't as great but look guys if you're wanting to have this this hookup rinse lather repeat short term i would tell you i know the puas would tell you maybe otherwise but i would tell you the best thing is the truth shall set you free and be honest and just be honest and tell them look I mean, ideally, what I want you to tell them is I love you enough not to have sex with you because of all the complications that can, you know, aside from the fornication, but the, the pregnancy and the, and the STDs and look how many whoops pregnancies happen in cohabitation as a way for the woman to get you to marry, you know, the baby rabies, so to speak. But I would like for you to just be honest with her and just say, look, I don't want to marry, or I don't want to marry you. Just be all alpha. I don't want to marry you, but I don't want to marry. And then if she decides to leave, all right. You're, you're supposed to be plate spinning as it is. Be all right. But if she decides to stay, at least your conscience on one level is clear because you're not manipulating her and you're not deceiving her. And I think that's the best way to go. But ultimately, if any women are listening, you can't be mad at men on this situation. It's, it's the women who are making the mistake. You guys have a shortened fertility window, obviously. And so if you're upset that you wasted two, three, four years of your fertility on a man and he wouldn't commit, that's only your fault. You could have left earlier. You could have left earlier. So ultimately, it's your fault. So again, I know it's hard, but take accountability. Don't get mad at the guy. And ultimately, if you really want to get married, don't cohabit. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. I don't want to take you five seconds. You must have an Apple product to do so. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. Please donate to help defray the cost of hosting this on a server because this is uh, free. I don't, I don't make any money off of this. And lastly, there's a link over at Naturopathic Earth. You can check out all the articles, all the podcast episodes are all over there. And the recipes I've done, I've had like 200 recipes over there. And lastly, please subscribe and follow to the Confessions of an Obese Child, Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and of course, The Awakening. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.